Good morning, this is Dorinda Trick, and welcome to Nurtured to Love. Today's episode is going to be called The Lifetime Dream, is called The Lifetime Dream, and um, just want to help you to understand a little bit about one of the most powerful avenues that God has given us to communicate spirit to spirit with us, to nurture us, to give us a deep sense of His love, which is our legitimacy in Him. So let's go before the Lord together, shall we, and just dedicate this time to Him. Father, we thank you that you have made us spirit, soul, and body, and that your passion, your great passion, your great heart, is that we would know you in the most innermost part of our beings and our spirits, in the most precious and intimate way, spirit to spirit. This would be the relationship of our our lifetimes and for eternity. And as we come into a greater understanding of who you are and who we are in you, Lord, Um, we can walk with you um, in a whole new way. We thank you for all of this, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. A lifetime dream. That is the topic of today's episode. Again, good morning. I'm Dorinda Trick. It's actually after lunchtime now. Uh, It's going to be a hot day here in Alabama, and so I've moved from outdoors on my deck to indoors in my study. Um, to take a little time to share with you today uh, something that I feel is really important to understand about how God wants to nurture us, especially in this time in which we live. Dreams. For years I've heard people say things like, I never dream, or I don't know how to dream, things like that. You know, I didn't dream anything last night, stuff like that. And every time I hear people make those kind of statements, my spirit just kind of feels a grief. And um, I believe there's a couple of reasons for that. One is that I'm pretty sensitive in my spirit, um, and I know that that is not God's best for any person. Um, and also, it's such a, a wonderful way to connect with God, to receive truth from Him and revelation um, when we are sleeping at night through our dreams. It's been said that there is a dreaming period in uh, everyone's uh, sleeping hours that I believe it's about 90 minutes. And so we really do dream every night, whether we recall the dreams or not. Um, Also, uh, we need to remember that... um, Again, whether we remember the dream or not, that is a powerful way that God helps us to uh, work out things uh, that we are dealing with in our waking life. I know many of my dreams have done this for me. Um, Sometimes it's just a very obvious connection, the dream I have to what's been happening in in my waking life on that day, even that very day before that night when I sleep or in the days, uh, you know, that have preceded that dream. A lifetime dream is a little bit different, though. I feel like this phrase was given to me by the Lord after I... I've had a couple of different dreams that I would consider lifetime dreams. And the one I'm going to share with you today, um, I'm going to share it because I want you to hear it for yourself. Perhaps you'll see yourself in it. Perhaps you, too, will reach up to the Lord in faith and ask Him to give you a dream that will help you to... uh, receive validation from him about your identity and your role perhaps in your family. That was a big part of the lifetime dream that I'm going to share with you today that I had several years ago. 
I'm actually pulling this from a 2017 journal. I've kept journals for years, kept them so long that on two different occasions in the past 24 or five years or so, I've, you know, destroyed bunches of them because I just had so many, knew I'd never go back and reread my entries. Um, But I have about, oh, I don't know, five, six, seven years worth of journals now. I usually do a couple of journals a year. And... um, had a bit of a battle with my soul and spirit about going back and rereading. I think my soul was sort of like, no, you don't need to look back on that. It's old, you know, blah, blah, blah. But my spirit heard from Holy Spirit, go back. There's some gems you've forgotten about and that could be good um, good content to share with people. And so that's why I'm doing this today. Let's talk about um, your spirit and the night hours for a little bit. I want to remind you of a couple different characteristics um, of your spirit that distinguish your spirit from your soul. So you will have greater faith for God's connecting with your spirit while you're sleeping. The first is that your spirit is the only part of you that carries a portion of the light of God. Neither your soul nor your body carry a portion of God's light, only your spirit. When you were born, it was like God took from His light. He is all light. He took a portion of His light. And in that portion of light, He deposited the wisdom, the understanding, the insight, revelation, all kinds of things. He deposited deposited it in your light. So your light is data-rich by God, and your spirit, which carries a portion of God's light, has been made to connect with God and to receive from God and to speak truth to your soul, right? And to partner with God. Your purpose in life is going to be realized by your spirits coming to the table meeting the Lord there by His Spirit, and accepting who you are in Him and the purpose for which you were made, which comes from Him, saying yes to that purpose and then beginning to execute that purpose again in partnership with the Lord. So at night, before you go to sleep, It's perfectly okay with God for you to pray this way, to say this. It's not necessarily a prayer per se. I guess you could call it a prayer. You're also blessing yourself when you do this. You're blessing your spirit, but simply to pray and say to the Lord, Father, in the name of Jesus, for Jesus' name's sake, I turn my light, my spirit, into your light. Father, you are all light, and I'm a portion of that light. And tonight I say, before I fall asleep, I say, um, yes and amen to whatever you want to want to show me tonight, reveal to me tonight, whatever healing, wisdom, revelation you have for me. Give the Lord your wish list. Of course, what's on that list needs to be in, a, in accordance with His will, in alignment with, with God's values, with godly values. We're not turning the light of our spirits into the light of God and asking Him to give us a car or a new house or something like that, Right. For many years, we did this, and again, asking the Lord, you know, to re- to reveal 
and to heal and to whatever, you know, to, to unlock the healing portion of our spirits, to partner with him, to, to, reve- to, to bring healing into our lives and, and to unlock the wisdom in our spirits to receive his wisdom, et cetera, et cetera. And I was at a meeting one night years ago after we had been doing this very intentionally, very diligently. My husband and I, we both had faith for, for this prayer and that it was A-OK to turn the light of our spirits into the light of God at night right before we fall asleep because, again, we know that when we're sleeping, our body's asleep and our soul is subdued, and so it's a great time for our spirits to receive from the Spirit of the living God. And at this meeting around this uh, conference table one night I sat, there were a number of us there, and I was pretty bored, I guess, and I just was sort of looking around, looking at the faces of the different people at the table. And this one guy's face, I just kind of kept going back and looking at his face because he had skin tags around his eyes. And it took me a bit to recognize that that's what I was looking at. And, and then, you know, again, I think a little bit bored at the meeting. I was, you know, sort of needing to wake myself up to focus and be more present in the meeting, right? And when I did, um, and I recognized that I was looking at these things around his eyes, I remembered that the reason I was doing that was because Fred, my husband, also had had skin tags around his eyes. So I, of course, went and looked at Fred, who was sitting there as well. And when I looked at his eyes, I recognized that the skin tags were gone. And I knew in a moment in my spirit that the Lord had healed Fred's skin tags around his eyes. And it was evidence of the partnership of Fred's spirit with Holy Spirit while he was sleeping at night because we had been very specific. We did not name the skin tags. We had simply said, Father, in the name of Jesus, unlock the healing portion of Fred's spirit, Lord, while he's sleeping. And we say yes and amen to whatever healing you want to do in Fred. Now, we understand that God is our physician and our healer, but our spirits, too, have been made to heal in partnership with the Lord. And so this was our first experience with this beautiful gift from God that is our own spirit and its ability to heal in partnership with Holy Spirit. So again, don't underestimate, don't minimize the power of your own light. It is not God Only God is God, and only God is all light. But your light, your spirit, is a part of God. We know we've been made in the image of God, and I don't think many of us have have received instruction that part of that, that imago of God is the light of God, and it is in our spirit, in our in our essence, in our innermost being, our deepest self. So light. And one important thing to keep in mind as I share with you today about dreaming. And the second thing is that, again, because your soul depends on your body to function, your soul depends on your body to function, your spirit does not. So when you're sleeping, you don't have the tension, the wrestling, the conflict, the um, battle between your soul and spirit that you do when you're awake. And um, So I want to bless you today with that, with recognizing that. And that's why receiving truths and understanding and healing, etc., from the Lord as you're sleeping, when you're sleeping, and even through dreaming is really important. It's a way that your spirit kind of gets a leg up on that soul. Most of us have not been nurtured spiritually. And you may take issue with that. 
I hope you won't, as you read what I've written and you listen to these podcasts. Our spirits are different from our souls in many, many ways. And we don't always receive nurture from the religious activities that many times our soul decides are supposed to be nurturing us. This was my experience in traditional church life as I was growing up in a denominational church. I didn't get a lot of nurture for my spirit in that setting. Sometimes nurture to our spirits comes at very random and unpredictable times and in settings that are not quote-unquote spiritual as determined by man or quote religious, end quote. God is everywhere. We need to remember that. And in this season of time in the earth, we, we are all about, are we not, finding God anywhere and everywhere. We don't need to just be waiting for 90 minutes at church on Sunday to connect with God, to receive from the Lord. And that's why the dreaming time is so important for us and for our spiritual hygiene. I, I That's a big part of why I have kept these journals all these years is that when I take the time and I quiet myself and I listen and write out what I hear Father God saying to me by His Spirit, it brings me into contact with a part of me that very few people really know, and God knows best. He wants me to understand myself better. That's been a heart cry of mine for years and maybe for you. And so the Lord helps you understand yourself better through the dream. And he absolutely did this for me years ago when I had this dream that I'm calling my lifetime dream. Now, let me set this up a little bit more. I grew up in a socioeconomic climate that was, uh, you know, kind of the country club life. Um, My dad, a physician, a pediatrician, um, a good man, my mom, a homemaker. Uh, Methodist Church was the spiritual uh, setting for us, and I have a younger sister and brother. Um, Legitimacy, again, which is receiving the love of God in your spirit, was something that I didn't get. And um, so legitimacy uh, crutches, we have a number of those in our lives, do we not, were really, um, you know, what, what, we relied on to help us to feel, you know, good up to par. Now, again, none of this was spoken aloud. These were the messages I received in the family. So this would have to do with where we lived, our home, who we knew, money, uh, that sort of thing. I always knew I was different. I always knew that even though I knew my parents loved me, they didn't, I didn't identify with them. They didn't They didn't reflect me, and I did not resonate with them. A book I wrote called Opening the Gift will help us understand this better, so you may want to check that out because it details the seven spiritual identities that we have in God. These are um, who we are and who God made us to be in the deepest part of us, our spirits. And if you go to Romans chapter 12, verses 6 through 8, these seven spiritual identities or redemptive gifts are detailed there. And they parallel the seven days of creation, among other sevens in Scripture. I've come to learn that my redemptive gift or spiritual identity is mercy. The mercy is a very sensitive person 
who is very uh, aware of when things are in alignment or out of alignment with God. The people that I grew up with, and particularly my authority figures, my parents, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) were not mercies. I'm not sure entirely who they are, but I know they did have a lot of redemptive gift of prophet in them, and also a lot of redemptive gift of teacher. So not as emotionally sensitive as I was, and this caused some heartache for me as a child and in my growing up years. I also didn't really identify with my mother or sister, and later learned that their spiritual identities, their redemptive gift, gifts for both of these women in my life, in my growing up years, uh, is what we call the redemptive gift of servant. Uh, A beautiful gift, but not my identity. So I didn't really identify with the women. I didn't really identify with the men. And um, there were some things that happened that were definitely painful to me. So I ended up getting derailed from God, from God's purpose in my life and uh, a lot of shame, and a lot of heartache and confusion. And I had a dream one night. I don't remember anything about what preceded this dream, but I know that this was a tremendous gift to me from God. In the dream, I was looking uh, at a building. I was outside, and I was looking at a building that looked like a country club or a resort. And this was very much a part of my uh, growing up years uh, in my family. We would go to the country club, to the pool. My dad was a golfer. So we spent time around the people that go to a country club. But the parking lot outside this country club was gravel. And that's a little bit of a disconnect because that certainly wasn't the case at the country club I grew up at. And, you know, it's a little bit subpar to have a gravel parking lot and driveway around something that's supposed to be so sophisticated. So I recognize there that even though the country club life is really supposed to be the life of the perfect people, it was, there was some gravel in it, right? For me personally, it was um, a difficult place to be. Parked in the parking lot was a Mercedes Benz. My dad had a couple of these vehicles when we were growing up, and this was a big deal to him. He was very proud of his, of his Mercedes-Benz. When I grew up and I uh, began to practice uh, counseling, my husband bought me a used one. But then one day I went out and saw that somebody had scratched a swastika on the hood. I couldn't get rid of that car fast enough. In the dream, there was that Mercedes-Benz, so it was very much a symbol of what made a person legitimate. It was a status symbol, as we all know. There it was, on the gravel parking lot. Then I turned my attention away from this parking lot area in this resort and country club building, and I saw a stone gorge. It was a very dramatic, dramatic, physical, natural, physical thing. Um, that was nearby. It was like a a sheet or a wall of rock that went very, very high in the air. You've seen these things maybe on National Geographic specials on television, just beautiful, beautiful um, rock walls and beautiful waterfalls tumbling down. 
So I was taken aback by the scenery, and there was a rock ledge that was opposite the stone gorge, and there on that rock ledge were four people. The first person I saw was Jesus, and he was standing. The second person I saw was myself. And like the woman with the issue of blood, I was at his feet. I was on the ground with my hands on his feet. To my right were my father and my brother. And in a house nearby, I knew my mother and my sister were working in a kitchen there. Understanding about redemptive gifts i.e. spiritual identities, I recognized that my mom and my sister were doing what servants do. And so this was a validation, a confirmation for me of their spiritual identities, which again, as I said earlier, are different from mine. And so I was very much uh, reassured and confirmed by where they were in the dream and what they were doing. Then my father and my brother, who were near me, um... I felt their support. I've always felt very loved by them and validated by them, although their spiritual identity is redemptive gift of teacher, which is different, again, from mine. I'm a mercy. But I've always really looked up to my dad and always felt a bond of love with my brother that I didn't feel with my sister. But the powerful um, center point of this dream was what was happening between me and the Lord. There I was, and I was reaching up to the Lord. I reached up to the Lord, and as the um, sleeve of my garment pulled back in my reaching up to Him, He was looking down at me, I'm looking up at Him. I'm reaching up to Him, and my wrist on my left hand is exposed, and on that wrist is a tattoo. And in a moment I knew as I dreamed that this was shame being exposed in my life. It was some symbol, some something representative of all the things I had done that I knew were wrong and that had grieved the Lord's heart. And I reached up to Him. I was at His feet, reaching up to Him. It was a powerful encounter with the Lord in a powerful place, a stone gorge. And this is what I heard. Listen to this with your spirit. The Lord had me document it later. Listen to this with your spirit. You were like so many before you, but you are also completely unique. I'm showing you your life through the prism of my lens. The things in the dream were what you thought would bring you happiness, but they never did. You did not identify with the two women in your family. You have the heart of Mary, not Martha. You allowed yourself to get branded by sin in the past, the tattoo. But love ignores that. As I look down at you, I pull you up to me. I love you and accept you completely. The ledge may have felt precarious. You have wondered and worried Am I really safe now and loved? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes.
The Lord just made it very clear uh, when I awoke from this dream and then He gave me the dream, you know, He didn't allow me to forget it, that I am His. So many of us have been called out like that, right? We're in families, some of them very good and loving families, supportive in many ways, but not spiritually supporting us, not spiritually supportive. And so I just want to bless you today with receiving a lifetime dream from the Lord. Now, I will give this word. Um, I had spent a great deal of time nurturing my spirit. And I believe that increased that space inside me to receive the dream. Now, God is very gracious and merciful to all of us. But I do want to encourage you to nurture your spirit. I believe as you nurture your spirit, we know the the spirit, your spirit, my spirit, is the landing pad for truth in our lives. So as you nurture your spirit, your spirit enlarges, it grows, it enlarges, and you have a greater capacity to receive revelation from God, to receive truth, to receive that lifetime understanding of your identity, especially as it pertains to those others in your life, right, that you may have gotten yourself confused with. I certainly did for many years. So nurture your spirit. Let me let me end today with a blessing to your spirit about receiving the dream of God for your life. Listen with your spirit to the Word of God for you. The Lord will perfect everything that concerns you. It's not good enough for you not to understand your own life. So I bless you today with knowing that God is all about your understanding who you are and who He's made you to be. I bless you today with applying new and fierce intention to the development of your spirit in God. I bless you with turning away from any Um, confusion, guilt, or shame um, related to what you've done in your life, mistakes you've made, things you wish were different, consequences that you may even today be walking out as a result of things you sowed years and years ago. And I, and I bless you to know that God's Word is so true. For, for, for Romans 8.28 has come home to roost in your life today. God works everything together for good to those He has called according to His purpose, and that that includes you. Before we can really embrace God's purpose in our lives, we need to know who we are so that identity issues in our lives can be resolved and settled. In repentance and rest is your salvation In quietness and trust is your strength. Allow the Lord to show you who you are. Then turn from the things you need to turn from. Repent and then rest in Him. Receive your strength through quietness and trust in Him. And then, as you go down to to sleep tonight, speak speak to the Lord and and allow Him to, to touch your spirit. Let Him know that you are ready to receive everything that He has for you, turning that light of who you are into His all-knowing light. I bless you today with this. I bless you with a dream of great understanding and revelation for your life. In Jesus' name. Thank you again for joining me today on Nurtured to Love, a lifetime dream. 
how dreams reveal who you are to you. God bless your spirit. Until we meet again, I'm Dorinda Trick. Take care now. Bye-bye.